Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome to this week's Heart of Dating mini-series. This week is a very special week because my book, Thank You for Rejecting Me, just came out and birthed into the world. So if you support this podcast, if you want to support me, would you consider getting a copy of the book or even gifting the book to a friend? Oh my gosh, our community has already been on it and so many of you have been loving the book already, which just blesses my heart so much. But if you haven't got it yet, I want to recommend go get it. Go get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, Books A Million, wherever books are sold, you're going to find it. And y'all also, guess what? I recorded the audiobook version as well. So if you like listening to my voice or if you like hearing just my stories told personally by me, then you're going to love the audiobook. I put so much expression and emotion into it. And I personally have been listening to it this week and it just lights me up. I'm so excited. Now today we're talking about how to get through heartbreak and specifically some of the truths of heartbreak. Ah, you guys, this one is a tender episode for me, (laughs) and I'm about to get really real and raw with you. Okay, so here we go. Ready? Last year, 2020, the year I wrote my book, Thank You for Rejecting Me. And when I did this, I really got down and dirty with rejection. I dove into different stories, my hardest and darkest stories, and I uncovered how they happened how I felt during them, and also what I learned through them. And to do this, you know, I went into the layers of how they happened, how I felt during them, and also what I learned through them. Ah, I'm not going to lie. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And why I wrote this book was because I wanted you to feel seen. And I wanted you to feel that rejection was normal. And I wanted to help you minimize your crippling fears surrounding it that that were things that crippled me my entire life. And I also wanted you to find your own purpose within the pain of it. Because I know sometimes it feels like, why is this pain happening? Why did that rejection happen? What is God going to do with it? And I wanted to share the ways that God has done that in my life because I know He has and he will do the same for you. I also wanted to help you muster the strength and tenacity to face your own rejections in the future because y'all, it will show up again. It will show up in a myriad of ways. We don't have control over rejection. Y'all, what I actually never considered in this entire process was that the very words that I wrote on rejection would end up being the exact thing I needed to hear at the end of last year. During writing Thank You for Rejecting Me, I ended up getting in a dating relationship pre-COVID, and then the relationship continued through COVID, and during the days, I would write and dive into my darkest, hardest stories on rejection, and at night, I was dating a guy who would come over, and we would encourage one another. He would give me pep talks, and he would just comfort me on the days that it was harder. And as I grew closer to this guy, I felt that God was restoring some of the brokenness that I had experienced through these rejections. And I felt like, this is it, you know, like, wow, what a redeeming moment. I'm writing on rejection on all different ways that I felt all this pain and the ways I've seen myself. And now I'm like with this man who I might marry. And I felt so thankful and excited, maybe in some subconscious way, (laughs) if I'm being honest, I thought that I was immune from rejection happening, such as heartbreak. But it was like I had my own internal bargain with God. Like, Hey God, okay. So I'm gonna write this book, but then like no more rejection, right? (laughs) Well, jokes on me because, uh, in the fall, just a few days before going on a trip with this guy, my boyfriend to visit both of our families, this man 
the guy that I envisioned a future with, broke it off with me just a few days before that trip. And um, there it was again, rejection, like an old ex-boyfriend I didn't want to see anymore, you know, like, hey, oh, not you again. And it was painful. Uh, The next morning after the breakup, I found myself in bed crying with the blinds shut tight. I put the covers over my head. I didn't want to face the world. I was like, not again. God, not again. Really? Like, after all this time, again, another heartbreak, another rejection. I felt all of the dreams that I had with this guy shattering and they were things I really wanted. Then my publisher sent me an email that morning and said, hey, you have to read your book on rejection. Thank you for rejecting me one last time. And I was like, no, you got to be kidding. (laughs) But they were joking. I wrote back like, fine. You know, I just got broken up with. The timing is crazy, but I will find a way to do this. And what I felt like was a cruel prank ended up being what my soul really needed. The reality is, you guys, that heartbreak is incredibly difficult when it hits us in the face like a ton of bricks, especially when we don't see it coming. It can be jarring and painful and confusing and shocking and sad and frustrating. All of the things, all the sad feels. And whether heartbreak just happened for you or whether it's from the past, maybe even more than once, oftentimes it can seek to wreak a lot of havoc on our lives. And I want to offer something today. Even though I'm still going through heartbreaks, even though I'm still a single woman, I wonder if we can together see rejection specifically in the form of heartbreak as something to protect us from the unseen, teach us things about ourselves and about God and redirect us to something we never thought possible. And maybe instead of seeing our heartbreaks as only to highlight our insufficiencies, which then spurs a whole downward spiral and negativity of self-talk that's just detrimental to our being, maybe instead of that, we can redirect the script. Maybe we could actually fight our biggest heartbreak lies, and we can powerfully renew the truth of our identities. And what if God wants us to go through some of this pain to teach us more about himself and about us and about what he really has for us in life? If we allow it, I believe that heartbreak can actually be our greatest teacher. I believe it can bring about a beautiful new season in our lives that's filled with hope and clarity and comfort, even in the midst of unthinkable pain. So right now, I just want to encourage you with a few truths that I've learned about heartbreak, because trust me, I've been through a myriad of heartbreaks, and man, it makes me tear up just thinking about it, because guys, I know it's hard, and it hurts. It's like taking a knife to the gut. Every heartbreak hurts, and I know it. I know it so much. I think I'm emotional right now, because I just feel you. If you've been through it, like I get it. Man, I am not that person that's like, I'm married for all these years. And man, I'm so sorry about your heartbreak. No, I get it. I get it. But I also know that there is beauty that comes from it. And your pain is not lost on me. And I know that we can walk through this together and that there will be beauty on the other side of it. Now in chapter five, oh my gosh, emotional. In chapter five of my book, it's called The Ugly Cry, I talk about a different heartbreak that I actually went through about four years ago. And that was a heartbreak that actually was a catalyst for so many things. It led me to starting Heart of Dating. I'm telling you, if that heartbreak had not happened, I wouldn't have had the space in my life 
to then press into what God really wanted me to do, which was to then put this passion on my heart for singles to then start Heart of Dating. And I promise you, if I was still dating that guy, I would never have started this ministry. And I would never have written this book. So that heartbreak, even though I had no idea why it was happening at the time, redirected me to something so much greater. I mean, look at this podcast and ministry and this community and this book. Like what? I never saw it. I didn't know it at the time. I had no idea. But four years later, I can sit here and say, wow, God has had his hands all over this. He really did. Just this week, this was the coolest moment, and then I'll share the truth. Just this week, as my book came out, I decided, you know what? That ex of mine, he is wonderful. He's a great man, the ex I talk about in chapter five of the book. And I decided I to write him a letter and share with him a thank you for rejecting me letter. Really. Hey, thank you for rejecting me. It led me to doing this. And so I wrote him a letter. I mailed him a copy of my book. And it was like the biggest sigh of relief for my soul. It was like a glimmer of gold that I just could see enveloping my heart. Like, wow, full circle moment. My heart is wrapped so tightly with God's love and his redemption that's taken all these years and albeit other heartbreaks in in between and other painful things in between, but man, look what he's done and what he's still doing. And friend, I know he wants to do the same for you. Ah, so here are just a few truths of heartbreak. And you can read the rest of them in chapter five of my book, but here they are. Here's one. Within deep sadness, you will also find great joy. Yep, within deep sadness, you will also find great joy. As hard as it may be to want to face your pain, you may want to put it in a box, store it away, compartmentalize, pretend that you're fine. I actually encourage you to go through and feel the feels, all of it. Because you need to feel the sadness and the pain and the grief in order to actually also experience the breath of joy. The movie Inside Out is one of my favorite Disney movies. I love it because it talks about our emotions and two of the main characters are sadness and joy. And throughout the movie, Joy tries to make everything happy. Just be happy, just be happy, just be joyous. Meanwhile, sadness keeps coming to throw a wrench in all of her joyous plans. (laughs) But the core message of the movie is so profound. It basically reveals that to truly love and appreciate joy, you must also experience sadness. There wouldn't be true joy, true, beautiful, big joy without the depths of sadness. And I think that's also why in the Bible in James 1 verse 2, it says, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Friend, on the other side of your season of grieving lies a profound tenderness and awareness for every special moment that floats your way. Man, I just have buckets of joy. Yes, I can go to low lows, but I also have extreme high highs, and it is beautiful. (sighs) The next gift and truth of heartbreak is this. This is one part of your story, not the full picture. The moments after heartbreak feel really overwhelming. And like I said, it may feel like taking a physical knife to the gut, like physical pain. And you may want to just hide and scream or run away from it. And I want you to have a hall pass to feel your feels, whatever that looks like. But this is one moment in time. And 
it's not the full picture of your life. The story of my heartbreak that I write about in chapter five is an exact picture of this, right? Because that happened four years ago and I never could have even anticipated, even in the slightest, that I would be now today writing about that exact story. And that that moment, that heartbreak that was devastating for me would lead me to have the courage to share my story with others. My gosh, this one moment of heartbreak is one part of your story. God is not done with you. He's going to weave every moment, every painful thing together to create a beautiful mosaic. And if you allow yourself to feel the pain and go through the pain, one day it can become a badge of victory that you proudly wear that says, I endured unthinkable pain and made it through stronger and more sure of myself than ever before. I want that for you. Do you believe it's true? The third truth of heartbreak is this. This is an opportunity to grow better, be better, and love better. Maybe not right away, but over time, as you process through the healing, you're going to be able to find moments to reflect on what actually happened. I usually encourage you to do this as the heartbreak starts subsiding, not in the initial moments, but through time as you start feeling some healing, you can start reflecting and you can start asking God what helpful and wise steps that you need to take to be the person that he so beautifully designed you to be. Oftentimes we want to, after a heartbreak, start blaming ourselves or blaming the other person. We, we fall into black and white thinking and we're like, they're either the villain or I'm the worst and I'm unworthy. But this will only leave you resentful, resentful towards yourself or resentful to the other person. And this isn't going to help you to grow better, be better, or love better. So Instead of black and white thinking, no, by the way, no relationship is just all black and white. Like there's so much gray in every single relationship. Okay. So I encourage you to not just see it in a black and white silo that you're all bad or they're all bad. You probably made mistakes. They probably made mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Okay. And you probably, there's also probably a reason you were in that relationship. There are probably really beautiful things. And at the same time, there are also probably things that weren't that healthy too. So as you start to learn and grow, ask yourself what you can learn from the situation. Get curious about how you showed up and thank yourself as you get curious for the ways that you showed up well and courageously and vulnerably and tried your best. And then also get curious about the ways that you didn't show up as your best self. And maybe there's reasons behind some of your insecurities or your anxiousness or your anger or your defensiveness. Maybe there's reasons why you have codependent tendencies. What is it that you're recognizing in yourself? And instead of shaming yourself, being like, you could have done better, don't do that. That's not going to help you grow. Just get curious. Say, wow, that's interesting. I do. I did notice that I was a little more anxious. And I want to dive into that. I want to get curious with why that was. In my last relationship, I did see my anxious attachment style flare up, the relationship in 2020. And I've left that relationship having to analyze oh man, why is that still showing up so much for me? And not in a way that's shameful, but just like, okay, Kate, what is it that you can take control over more? What can you take ownership of more? What healing can you do right now to heal that anxious attachment style even more as a single person? (sighs) Through it all, you guys, I found that heartbreak has led me to tap into even deeper buckets of understanding and loving myself. And while I'd never wish heartbreak on myself or anyone ever again, there is a beautiful opportunity within it. It may lead you to the deepest passion of your heart you never thought possible. 
It may lead you to understand and grow in intimacy with God. It may lead you to grow in intimacy and understanding and appreciation of yourself. It may redirect you to actually somebody else. You may think that that person was your person, but what if you were missing things? What if you had blind spots? And what if God is protecting you? And actually the next person or the person after that is so much more a better fit for you to really serve the kingdom. Ah, the pain may not feel fair. And we likely didn't have control over the pain happening, but what we do with it now is our responsibility. You have to take ownership of your pain. What do you want to do with it? Do you want it to destroy you? Or do you want it to become something that can transform your life in the best way possible? All right, you guys, my book, Thank You for Rejecting Me, is available right now. I want you to get it. This is a book for everyone. It's not just if you've been through heartbreak, though it will help you a lot if you've been through heartbreak. Do you reject yourself? Do you tell yourself lies? Do you have body shame? Do you have a little bit of self-hatred? Do you feel sexual shamed? Are you not connected to your body? Do you not feel like you belong or fit in with people? Do you have closed doors that have happened over and over and over again? Have you felt abandoned or do you have a fear of abandonment? Do you have betrayal, lines of betrayal in your life? What is it? This book is going to help you through it all. So you can get it on amazon.com. Prime it to your door, y'all. You can get it on Audible or an audiobook version, which I love and highly recommend. And you can also get it wherever books are sold. You can go to thankyouforrejectingme.com and see all the places. That's it, y'all. Love you. See you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 